Hey, it's your friendly podcaster, BJ, of Chew On This and Nerd United Podcast. And every month we're growing, and it's because of loyal listeners like you guys. So tell your friends to check us out on iTunes or Google Play or YouTube. We would love to have your reviews and comments, and you can also subscribe to our Facebook page for content. Plus, you can check out our Twitter and our Instagram at Chew On This Pod. And you can even send us an email if you want to at chewonthispodcast at gmail.com. So we'd love to hear from you and enjoy this week's episode of Chew on This. To episode fifty-two of Chew on This and Nerd United podcast, I'm BJ Vic. So Doctor Strange has finally come out, and uh, it's doing very well, uh, to say the least. It's probably one of their, I mean, lesser money makers, but I think this thing has legs. Um, right now, it's sitting at ninety percent Rotten Tomatoes, and. Um, I think box office wise, I think they're saying roughly 85 million domestic, but it's already done like 240 uh, international, so it's sitting at 325 at the moment. Um, we'll find out tomorrow that I think a lot numbers. of that. I think a lot of that 85 million has to do with when it was released, and and you know this is a lot of people don't know even know who the hell Doctor Strange is. Right. It's all about the seeing that Marvel brand on there. I think that's what kind of makes majority of the people go, but I think you're right. I think this timing, maybe if it was closer to Thanksgiving, maybe it might've done well, better, but, uh, I still think 85 is pretty healthy for a character that nobody knows anything about. So, um, yeah, I don't know, but, uh, 90%, um, what do you think about that? Do you, do you think it should have been higher? Think it should have been lower? I thought, um, I thought it was pretty high. Um, I think what saves the movie for me, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's bad. It, it's not, I don't think it's like 90%. Like I think, I think civil war or winter soldier, I think are in the high eighties mm-hmm. and just for having this in the nineties. Um, I don't think I like this movie better than those two movies. Um, I think Civil War is actually in the low 90s, but I'm pretty sure Winter Soldier is in the high 80s. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just a few percent, but I don't think I like this movie better than than uh, than the Winter Soldier. I think what saves it a lot is is Benedict Cumberbatch. There's a lot of great actors and actresses in this movie. Yeah, I think you're and, right. Uh, I think you're totally right there. Um, it, it didn't, I mean, I know we're sounding a little somber right now. The, the, I liked the movie a lot. I really yeah, did. Yeah, I did too. I, I did too. I, I wasn't in love with it, but but um, I really liked it. And uh, I think it sets up uh, a part of the universe that we haven't seen yet. And, um, I mean, it's very gimmicky. 
But Benedict Cumberbatch, I mean, if they had anyone else in that role, that movie would not be half as good. I mean, he's so good in it. Just really charming. And, um, and we'll go into to more about that later. But um, uh, so your notion, your reaction was you, you liked it. Mine as well. I liked it. I didn't. I didn't think it was. Um, I think I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was. I think it was really good, really solid. Um, my, uh, I mean, let's let's get the elephant out of the the big giant elephant in the room out of the way first. Like <laughs> the the thing I wanted to pay attention the most in this movie um, was because you know one of our diversity episodes we talked about the whitewashing in this movie, mm-hmm. and that has to do with the uh, the ancient one until the Sweden in the movie. And let me just say, she's really good in this movie. That being said, I don't think that I, I don't think I don't see why an Asian woman couldn't have been in this movie, or an Asian man couldn't have been in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were we were talking a few days before the movie came out, and we had said we threw the name Michelle Yao out there, and she probably would have done just as phenomenal job and. What's funny is while I was watching the movie, I was picturing Michelle Yao delivering these lines. And, so funny. And doing the fighting scenes um, in this, uh, in, in the movie. And I think she could have done just as good a job um, in it. And I think, I, I don't know why, but I thought maybe her broken English probably could have been, um, probably could have added to the mysticism. I don't know why mm-hmm. I thought that. Uh, the fact that she has a British accent made me think like in her previous life she was, and she has proper British accent, right? There's like yeah. two kinds of British accents. Yes. So she has, she has like the, the proper, not the, I don't even, I don't think ghetto is the right term. But. <laughs> well, it wasn't like Cockney. It wasn't like Snatch or something, you know, the movie Snatch. It was like. Right. Yeah. 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 It, it's like Oxford the proper, English. the yeah. proper like Queen, Queen Elizabeth type English. Um, but for her, it didn't, it didn't make it seem wiser for me or it didn't make it seem like she came from, I mean, at least her character anyway, didn't come from like Mm -hmm. a broken past or anything like that. I don't know why I thought that just because of her British accent, but so I, I think she did a great job. I still don't agree with anything that they said about why they wanted to do this Mm -hmm. this way. Um, basically they did it for money and tried not to piss people off while pissing people off. Um, and I think the article that just came out, what this past, last week, came out with a director like trying to own up to his whitewashing of of, of the ancient one, but inadvertently sounded really racist right. at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think he, like I'm paraphrasing, but he said something to the effect of, um, "I couldn't picture they they wanted to make it make the ancient one a woman, but they couldn't picture he couldn't picture writing or filming a, a powerful wise." Asian woman in the role of an ancient one without portraying her as a dragon lady. And I was like, okay, that sounds really messed up considering the fact that like, um, wow. Um, considering the fact that you just admitted that you see all powerful, smart Asian women as the stereotypical thing. And I thought immediately to the fact of like, what if a white director came out and said, I could not picture, uh, the Black Panther as a proper African, strong, powerful male, other than making him thuggish. Right. And I was like, that that would have been all over the news if some director said that about some black male character. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that's my thinking on the whole thing. I think it's bullshit still. I think, um, oh, by the way, spoilers. Um, if you were going <laughs> to kill 
the ancient one anyway, like in the movie, then what the hell was the point anyway of like thinking like you couldn't get an Asian woman in this movie? I, I really, I, I, shit. yeah, I really don't know what they were thinking here because that sounded like a complete cop out, stupid, asinine thing to say about the dragon lady thing. I, I kind of, I, I like that they changed it up and made the ancient one a woman. I thought, okay, that's, that's a cool idea. But to have her, she stuck out like a sword thumb to me. Um, I think yeah. I think Tilda Swinton is amazing. I've seen her in many many movies. She's fantastic. Again, this is not against Tilda whatsoever. Just like I'm not against Scarlett Johansson for being, you know, they paid her a lot of money. Don't blame her for taking the job. Whatever. But the fact is, the Ancient One stuck out like a sore thumb to me. Like I, I just the whole time I'm watching it, I it, it a lot of times it took me out of the movie. Um, I thought. She did a great job for what she was given, but I think they could have put someone very powerful, like a Kelly Hugh, like a Constance Wu, like a Michelle Yeoh, like a, I mean, you could just go down the list. There, there's a plenty of, or just get a complete unknown. You have Benedict Cumberbatch is amazing. He anything you put him in, he's going to be great. So you just need to find somebody, you know, that can play with him or play against him or next to him or whatever. And they would have been fine because we're watching Benedict well, I mean, Cumberbatch, you know? I mean, the whole, the whole, the whole Dr. Strange and Iron Fist thing is, is, is odd in itself in the first place. I mean, and when I say odd, I mean, you know, kind of like the great wall movie with Matt Damon having to save all the Chinese people right. um, type thing where, where it's this white guy that goes over to Asia and learns all these cool things about Asian culture. And the only way that American people uh, will ever accept it is if that white person brings it back to the United States, you know, that's basically what it is. Right. right? So it's all, it's already that kind of stuff in the premise of the movie. Um, I mean, we saw it in like, if, if you've ever seen David Carradine in Kung Fu, it's the same thing. Right. I mean, that was, that was that, that whole TV show was Bruce Lee's idea. Yep. Um, so they casted a white guy in it because they thought, you know, that was the only way for people to accept, you know, um, Asian arts or, or martial arts. So, you know, it's 2016 and the fact that they made these choices or they made this one choice, like he was able to change the character of Wong, um, ironically played by a guy named BD Wong right um into into uh, they changed his character right mm-hmm. they changed him from like some like like some racist stereotypical like um fu manchu type person in the comic books and made him into a librarian so you they were able to do that but for some reason the ancient one they couldn't picture a powerful woman or man asian person being that in that role or they didn't want to piss off like um, other people because it takes place in Tibet, you know, and it's like, right. you know, I understand your financial things for it, but you're fucking Disney, you're Disney and you're right. Marvel. The two biggest companies other than like Pixar and whatever out there for entertainment. Like if you just, if you were able to change the character of Wong into a non Fu Manchu racist type character, you could have done the same fucking thing with the ancient one and anything that comes out of your mouth about any financial or, um, you know, sensitivity type thing is bullshit. 
How come? Because then why didn't you? Why didn't you? Why did? Why did you take such care? Why did you? How did you figure out Wong? Right. Well, you know how I mean? can? How come? You know, when they make animated films, that they they do the they get the act the correct race for for certain actors and whatnot for certain parts, but yet they can't do it in live action. Wait, what do you mean in which for animated? Well, like, I mean, think about like Mulan. I mean, you got Migna. Just think of like they put a, a white person there. People would be like, what the hell? But yet. Well, yeah, but they got like Eddie Murphy to play the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> they could have got anybody to be the dragon, though. But yeah, I get you. Um, but it just, I don't know. I think their, ras- their rationalizations is bullshit is, is what I, I think. You either say nothing at all or do the right thing. So I, I don't know. Um, but, you know, their excuse is that, you know, we've got these strong actors that can play these parts and that's who we hired and just deal with that kind of thing. But that's just, that's not the way to go. I don't know. Um, they've, they did it with the Mandarin, you know, in Iron Man three. Yeah. That was complete horse shit. Um, they've done it with, uh, that was even, that was even worse. And here's why it was even worse mm-hmm. because you, you gave it to Ben Kingsley, who's Indian, I believe. And then, but the actual Mandarin in the movie was ended up being a white guy. Yeah. So it wasn't even an Asian person. It wasn't even an Indian person or a Chinese person. It wasn't uh, an Indian person. And the whole any the the actual real person behind everything was like a was a white guy. It's kind of it reminds me of that uh, that line in um, Chasing Amy mm-hmm. when that black dude is <laughs> talking about Darth Vader, <laughs> the blackest yeah. dude in the entire galaxy, and he just ends up being an old white guy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, so, you know, Dark Knight. I, I, Dark Knight did it too with uh, the Ray Shakul. You know, um, was well. Wait a minute. Right. Was was Ray Shakul? Yeah, Ray Shakul was uh, was Asian, correct? No. Yeah, I so, don't think so. No, I don't. The, all the iterations that I've seen Ray Shakul in, he's not one hundred percent white. He's okay. something, but he's not white. Yeah. Well, so I don't think he's. I don't think he's. I don't think he's Liam Neeson yeah, white, but yeah. he's something different. He's definitely not. Uh, he's not Irish. <laughs> he's not. No, no, he's not Irish. He's not that white. Yeah. Well, you but, know they had. They, anyway, yeah. I mean, I just we we just had to address that because we talked about it in diversity, and I still think it's bullshit. I still, I Tilda Sweden did. She did a great job, but at the same time, it doesn't. It still doesn't justify what they did. They, there was no reason for her to be in the movie. My right. point is, is that. Yeah, I completely agree with you. It it, it did not just. Other than that, so on a lighter note, did you pick up on the music of Doctor Strange uh, at all? Not a so lot. So I, I have this, I have this ear for music, right? And if something sounds similar to something else, it's from writing like my own music. Mm-hmm. If something sounds similar to something else, I'll pick it up right away. Like if I sing a note the same, like I can't can't go that way. If I play a note like uh, a riff somewhere. I'm like, oh, I can't do that. So while I'm watching Dr. Strange, I'm listening to the music. I'm like, this is interesting music. And then it plays the, the main key tone of, mm-hmm. of Dr. Strange. It's from Star Trek. Really? And as soon as I got out of the theater, I paid attention to the end credits because there's two end credit scenes. I remember. So I, I wanted to see who the composer was. The composer is the same composer from Star Trek. The reboot? The reboot. It's okay. the, it, anytime you see the Enterprise, 
when you see the Enterprise, it, that's the same theme. Oh, funny. So, to, oh. like, I don't know. I don't know if it was like an homage to the fact that Cumberbatch was in Star Trek, but it's a shitty homage because now I can't <laughs> think of anything other than Star Trek when that theme comes up and it really takes me out of the movie. Oh, that's too funny. I, you know, I didn't pick up on that. I've seen the movie twice now and I didn't pick up on that, but now I'll have to, when it comes out on Blu-ray, I'll have to check that out. But, uh, well, you can go on YouTube right now and listen to both themes. Oh, how funny. And, um, I'll have to send you the links and then fast forward to the parts that actually are similar and you'll hear it. Yeah. Oh, how funny. Well, at any rate, um, I thought, uh, what did you think? Okay. So I just want to get to the casting real quick. We've already talked about the ancient one till here to Iota, but, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, dude. I mean, when they announced that he was going to be Doctor Strange, I totally bought it. I was like, absolutely, that's going to be awesome. And then when they showed that first image of him in, the, you know, with the cape and in the suit, and then the the uh, medallion around his neck and all that stuff, I I was sold. I mean, he looked just like Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I mean, I'm trying to think of who else was in that cast. Rachel, um, Rachel, well, we talked about B.D. Wong, he, uh, not B.D. Wong, sorry, that's not his name. B.D. Wong is the guy from Jurassic Park. The right. guy's name in the, mov- in the movie is Wong, but the actor's last name is Wong in it, too. I forget his first name, though. I think his first um, name is Benedict, Rich, isn't it? Uh, is that the same name as, uh, oh, maybe not. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't remember. I forget what his, I forget what his. Uh, oh, yeah, it is Benedict. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, I, I think everybody in this. I think everybody in this. The cast is really well. Even even Tilda Sweden does a great job. Um, uh, Swinton. When I keep saying Sweden, I don't know. It's Tilda Swinton. Um, she does. Everybody in this. I think everybody in this movie is is great. Everybody. Um, even even the the main bad guy in this. Even though he doesn't get a great storyline. I think my only problem with this with this is when he finally goes up against um what the hell's his name? The main bad guy that's all CG'd at the end. Oh Dharmamu? Um, Dharmamu? Are, are you talking about Dharmamu? I think that's how you say it. Um I, I want to go back to Mads Mickelson real quick. Here's a, Okay, go ahead. So one of the one of the problems that many people have been talking about and me included or thinking about is that the Marvel movies don't seem to, the bad guys are kind of weak sauce for the most part Um, or overacting or just like kind of ridiculous characters. And I'm sorry, but like, I think they really didn't give Mads anything really to do. Um, He kind of like pops in, does some shit, disappears and then pops up at the end, all messed up and, um, and gets defeated you know, fairly quickly. And so I didn't really see any kind of threat. And then of course they do the whole end of the world thing again, which we've talked about that before. Like you've got Avengers in that same city. Where the hell are they? What's going on? You know, like, are they, what, what timeline is this? Are they in New York? Are they off, you know, fighting Ultron somewhere while this is happening? Like, so according to this, is this sometime after, um, I think it's Civil sometime War? after, uh, yeah. Okay, well, I guess I guess they're all broken up by then or something. Um, they're not around, but 
anyway, I just thought I, I wasn't, I don't know. I, I was kind of disappointed in the whole bad guy situation, but we could talk about the end in a little bit, but um, I, I do like Mads Mikkelsen and now, you know, he's going to be in rogue one as the father of uh, Jin Orso, the guy that developed the, the weapon for, uh, for the death star. Um, there, there was some other, you know, what do you, what'd you think about Rachel McAdams? I, I kind of felt like she <coughs> really given her anything to do, but she did all right, you know, for what they gave I her. I thought she was pretty good. Um, I thought she was pretty good. Um, I think she's better than like, um, Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought she was better than, than Gwyneth's uh, two times in a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's an origin story, so you can only fit so much to get to the main story. You know what I mean? Right. I thought she was, um, I thought she, they just didn't give her a ton to do, but I guess what she did on screen was, was better than some of the other <coughs> characters. I still think like, I'm still a huge fan of Rosario Dawson on, um, on uh, Daredevil. Um, they just seem like they, they just give her a lot to do. And, um, <coughs> You know, like Natalie Portman didn't have a whole lot to do, kind of the damsel in distress kind of thing, and I don't know. But, I, I, yeah, she was good. I mean, she played off Benedict pretty well, I thought, especially the the beginning part. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned the night nurse because that's kind of what she seemed like in this a little <laughs> bit because there, she had to, you know, play doctor twice. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, after he left. Right. Um, the name of the main bad guy um, is uh, Dormammu. Domamu. Uh, what's the what's yeah, the name? That was of the, the part I didn't like. I, I, it was interesting how they it, it was interesting how they like constructed the ending of mm-hmm. putting it into that infinite loop, but it, it almost borderlined. And I don't want to say it, it was close because it, it's much it's done much better in this movie. Mm-hmm. But it, it reminded me of um, the main bad guy in uh, Green Lantern and Silver Surfer. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, Fantastic Four in the Sil- Rise of the oh, Silver Surfer. Uh, Galactus. Yeah, Galactus, and in uh, Green Lantern, it was uh, Parallax. I Parallax, think yeah. I think it was it was um, more resembled Parallax for sure. But it, it just because it was like this giant entity, you know, and that's what I had a problem with. Because in this, you only see you only see Dorm- Dormammu's like eyes, yeah, and mouth, right. You don't see his full body, and in in the comic books, he's like this like giant fire being, basically. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe maybe like money constraints didn't do it, but he was just like a floating head, and it just bothered the shit out of me. Um, I mean, I, I thought it was like I said, I thought it was interesting. The, the time loop of how to beat him, yeah, was pretty interesting, but. It, uh, it as interesting as the time loop was, it was really a lame way to beat somebody that was supposed to be so powerful and so formidable. Right. Of a guy who just learned how to fucking open a portal. <laughs> you know, so it seemed really far fetched that he what I mean <laughs> granted it's like it's like that like, you know, Ray thing where, you know, all of a sudden she learns how to use the force five seconds into it. And then she can beat, um, you know, Kylo Ren type of a thing like mm-hmm. this guy. I mean, in the, in the movie, he's been training for like a few years, I think it kind of like time, you yeah, know, time loops sure. or like they, fast forwards. You never really know the timeline. <coughs> I, I don't really ever know the timeline. I mean, I can guess that it took years, but you know, it didn't, 
like when he showed up and his ex-girlfriend sees him, she's not like freaking like, Oh my God, you've been gone for like 10 years. Like where you been? You know? Well, you know what? It's it's funny that we forgot this. So it, it definitely has to be a, a years after civil war. And here's why it's because in the, in the opening sequence or the opening parts of the movie before his accident, he's asked about doing surgery on roadie. Oh, um, that's right. So, so it has to be, sometime a good amount of time after civil war so the fact that they ask about you know ask him billy i think his name was on the phone mm-hmm. asked asked uh strange to do surgery on somebody with uh you know with a power suit or whatever the however they say it you know broken spine mm-hmm. in an exosuit or whatever um that's roadie so it has to be sometime well like years or so after civil war yeah that's uh, that's a good point because civil war unlike in this timeline where we're thinking about right now is that at the beginning of the movie civil war happened what like six months ago right that's when the movie came out if we're going to be sticking to you know so the that came out six months ago so six months have gone by when and then he has that, that accident and then he spends god knows how long maybe another two or three years and then you know the end credit scene shows him with uh, Thor, which that doesn't happen mid, for another year credit, from yeah. now. Yeah. The mid, mid credit scene. So yeah, I mean a good two, two and a half years, maybe at the very least is probably have gone by, but um, yeah, I, so I, I guess that means that Dr. Strange is going to be in Ragnarok. That's what it looks like, probably in just the beginning part, because you know how they did that thing at the end of um, Ant-Man where it showed them they had Bucky, and that was in the middle of the movie of Civil War. Right, right, so they're doing the right. same thing here. That scene that we saw as a mid credit scene, we will see at some point in Ragnarok, the whole scene. That was just a snippet of it. Hmm, that's a good pull. So I, I think that's what's going to happen. Um it, it looks like Thor I'm just wondering. figures out Odin yeah. is not Odin. Yeah, but it's it's interesting that Thor would go to um go to Doctor Strange. But you know what? Doctor Strange's name is mentioned in The Winter Soldier. Remember they're on the rooftop? Uh that's very and they've been keeping an eye on Strange. So does that mean so does that mean the Doctor Strange thing has been the the fight itself or what's been going on with Strange has been going on since the Winter Soldier, and then when well, who else no, that in can't a, be true? Who else in a suit got hurt? Well, did, no, that's what I mean. Like they can't. Did they, anybody no, else that, get hurt? That timeline years ago? doesn't. Yeah. No that that timeline doesn't match up then because he, I forget the guy that dies, but the guy the dude with the glasses mm-hmm. he mentions Doctor Strange's name on the roof that they've been keeping an eye on him, right? Oh. So. It's the time frame between the Winter Soldier and Civil War is a couple years, right? Yeah, or a year or so. So then, the, the, then Civil War happens, and then that's when Rhodey gets hurt, and then he gets the phone call on the road about it to fix his spine, and he declines. So it's interesting. Why would they keep an eye on Doctor Strange when he didn't? He was just a surgeon at that point in time. Yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe maybe the timeline is all. Well, maybe that was just like an Easter, like maybe that was just like an Easter egg name drop and maybe uh, we're looking too much into it. I'm thinking when so. <laughs> you, when you create, 
No, that's no. You yeah. know what? We can't we can't nerd out over something like this and like be nerds about it because you can't create a cinematic universe where all the universes are connected and just name drop somebody and then fuck up the timeline. Right. No, they're pretty. So, they're they don't make a lot of mistakes like that. So, uh, I, I'd be interested to know if anybody has put that out there yet on the internet because. Again, Doctor Strange's name is first mentioned in the Winter Soldier, right? Mm -hmm. And then, so that ties Strange to the Winter Soldier, and then that ties Strange to Civil War when he's asked about um, operating on Rhodey. Yeah. Um, So. Well, but the the main thing, and we kind of knew this going into it, they kept kept the secret for a while, but he does have one of the Infinity Stones, or at least he comes across it and puts it around his neck, and that's the Time Stone. And he's able to decipher it and figure out how to work it. And, of course, it's, like, forbidden. They're like, don't mess with time because it can screw a lot of things up. But he uses it to kind of defeat, you know, the main bad guy. And, of course, Wong says, you know, that's going to come at a price. Or, or does Mordo? No, Mordo says that. Sorry. Who actually becomes the new baddie by the the end end credits? Um, right. So that, which I don't know, like that kind of felt like Anakin to Darth Vader. That just felt like too quick to change, you know, from good guy to they, bad. They they tried to they tried to draw the there was a conversation between Doctor Strange and and the Ancient One about him about like that he comes from a very dark place and he was completely broken when he showed up mm-hmm. and it happens again when they're when they're training to fight that that he tells strange that he needs to fight for his life like as his life depended on it it's mentioned again there so oh, right. they try to do it they try to do it subtly throughout the entire thing and then it's ha- then it happens again right before the ancient one dies because he she says it again that he's not going to understand that she was using um, dark magic, the dark magic to keep her alive, to keep herself alive long enough to be able to protect the earth. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to understand that because he's very black and white. It's almost like, I mean, it, it's, it's done way better than, uh, Sinestro in green lantern. Oh, for sure. I mean, in green, I mean, he just fucking puts the ring on at the end. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no backstory. He just fucking does it. Right. You know? So, so they they try to do it subtly throughout the entire movie to where you see why he does what he does, you know, at the end. But you're right; it's it's not it's not flushed out enough um, because you really don't know why, you know, what happened to him because they don't go into detail. But again, as far as good storytelling goes, they they kind of drop it throughout the movie as to not. You know, take so much away from Doctor Strange, right? And like they kind of wink, they kind of wink to it without like shoving it in your face, right? Which is good. I mean, you don't want. Uh, I mean, they're 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 setting up a universe, they're setting up stuff. I understand it, and they did a way better job than some of the other movies we've talked about, where they try to set up a universe and they forget about the movie they're making. You know, versus like trying to jump ahead. So it did a pretty good job of reeling in a bunch of shit and just doing. Make, I mean, it could be not a necessarily a standalone movie, but it's it stands on its own pretty well, and it it does set up, you know, a situation in Ragnarok. It could set Ragnarok. It sets up the Infinity War. It sets up uh, the next Doctor Strange movie. Like it, it sets up a bunch of things all at once. 
So, right. <clears throat> um, so I want to talk a little bit about, um, did you have any holy shit moments in this movie? Cause like I, I actually had one and that was when the Cape, when I saw the Cape for the first time and, and how it functioned, I really enjoyed yeah. that. Really, really enjoyed that sequence. Um, yeah, I liked it too. Uh, I don't think it was a holy shit moment for me. I think the part, even though I saw it in the trailer when he puts the Cape on, mm-hmm. like walking towards the camera, Ugh. that was a good moment. Yes. Um, but the part where he walks um, with the cape for the first time, like where he like kind of stands there as Dr. Strange, basically mm-hmm. that kind of, that kind of got me, but there was no civil war, you know, Iron Man shooting his repulsor uh, cannon into Captain America's shield. Right. For me. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with when you. he was using, when he was using the eye for the first time to, to, to manipulate time, I thought that was freaking awesome. Oh, the apple? That, that kind of, yeah, because he actually uses the eye. You know, that's the first time you get to see it on mm-hmm. screen like that. So I thought it was that was really cool. Um, Did you feel like, um, I felt like the beginning, I really enjoyed the beginning too, but it felt like um, what the Matrix did, kind of, like at the beginning, um, how they set up that world a little bit. You know, like yeah. when the cops are running upstairs to, you know, to handcuff Trinity and she does that slow motion shit. And then this kind of set it up the same way. It's like, you know, there's this world and, you know, all this shit yeah. happens. And then it, and then it goes, it slows down and goes to Dr. Strange, you know, doing surgery with music playing and all that, which I enjoyed that. It too. was interesting. It was interesting how they explained like the inception looking things that they did with the, with the world stacking on top of each other. That mm-hmm. was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, this movie is is very very heavily CG'd, yes, because of all the uh, magic being used, and it it works really well. I saw it in IMAX, like I do in all these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely an IMAX movie when you're watching like a city, like when or like New York being put on top of each other. Yeah, like I bet that was it's pretty really awesome. phenomenal looking. Yeah, I bet. Um... I just saw it on a normal screen, but holy shit, we were just like going, oh my God, this is like incredible. You know, and I had to, I actually went and saw the movie twice. And like the first time I'm just like in awe what's going on. And the second time I was able to pay a little more attention to certain things. And, uh, it, it it's really difficult to find any kind of flaws in, in the computer graphics that they did. And, and every time they flipped the world and people were falling and shit was going everywhere, I was like, ah, oh, man, damn, this is like, super cool but super complicated like how did they do this i think the only i think the only time i had a problem with the special effects was was when it was again towards the end when he was fighting dormammu yeah in 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 dormammu's world like it, it just you were like yeah everything's you know on a green screen right there they they took that directly out of the comic book it looks just like that the all it's all colorful and shit I because right. I I did a little bit. I haven't read a lot of Doctor Strange growing up, but I read a little bit before I went and saw the movie. And they took those, I mean, directly out of the panels um, and put it on screen. So that's pretty close to what it is. Um, but I don't like we've said before. Sometimes things don't translate all that well. Um, but they, I mean, I I give them props. They they just went balls out. They said, "Fuck it, let's let's make it look like the comic book." You know, we gotta let's just do it. And so I thought it was kind of funny, you know, when he did the time loop 
and kept him at bay. Like he's like, we're going to sit here forever until you bargain with me. I kept thinking, um, wouldn't he just like lie to him and say like, okay, yeah, um, I'll bargain with you. And then like he lets go of the time loop and then he just kills him, but he doesn't do that. So I'm wondering, like they didn't explain if Dom, Domamaru, whatever the fuck his name is, if he's like, Dormammu. Uh, Dormammu, yeah, if he's a being that once he says his word or he promises something that he has to stick to it, because any other bad guy would say like, okay, sure. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll leave your planet alone. I won't ever come back or whatever. Just let me out of the time loop. And as soon as Dr. Strange would let him out of the time loop, he would just crush him, just kill him right there, you know? But um, that doesn't happen. So I just thought it was kind of weird um, that he gave up so easily like that. So I, that's just me. That's nitpicking. But the same thing can be said about, you know, when Finn told Phasma, hey, if you don't turn the, the shields off, um, I'm going to sh- I'm going to shoot you. Well, she could have said, well, fuck you, then I'm not going to turn them off. And then what? They'd be stuck, you know. And so but she just bends over and turns the shields off. And so I just, I don't know, to me, that was kind of weird um, that he just kind of gave up, gave up real easy. But uh, I did. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem with most of these movies is, is, is always the bad guy. Like there's no great showdown, you know? Right. Um, There, there really isn't. It's going to take like six years for us to actually see Thanos for the first time. And you better not lose like a pussy. No, I I hope not. Um, Yeah. I want to see I want to see some casualties because they keep hinting at it, but they don't do anything about it. Then they kill off you know Quicksilver, big deal. They they they're not. I mean I I understand from I guess a money point of view, but still it's like it, it gets a little um, old after a while. It's like some of these people need to get hurt and killed and you know have well, some casualties. Well, they probably will. They they probably will because like Doctor Strange basically sets the the next portion of the Avengers, you know, mm-hmm. the next version of the new Avengers coming out. Captain Marvel is part of that as well. So something's going to happen. Somebody's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. We can only kind of guess um, who that's going to be, but uh, it, it should be interesting um, where they're going to go from here. Money wise. If, if I'm Marvel money wise, I would kill Iron Man. Oh yeah, that would kill Tony Stark. That would be well, because yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is making so much fucking money off of oh, these guys. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, he got grandfathered in. They can't change his contract at all. He's every every movie that he makes. I swear to God, he makes like a billion dollars a year, and he only does like one thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> he makes insane. one movie a year, and he makes almost a billion dollars. It's fucking ridiculous. It's it's insane. It's absolutely insane. But. Um, well, so now we only have one more Infinity Stone to go, and um, I've heard some rumors about it it being in Thor Ragnarok, I think, with, with Hela, um, the female. I think it's Kate Blanchett plays her, but we'll see. Um, spoilers. <laughs> um, that's And I can't remember what the – oh, the Soul Gem, the Soul Stone is what's left. So we'll see. Um where that's going to pop up, but the next big Marvel movie, what is it? What's, what's the next Marvel movie that's coming out? No, oh, fuck. I actually have no idea. All I'm uh, thinking about is right it, Gar- now. is it guardians or Spider-Man? I think, it's, uh, I think well, it's... I saw the guardians trailer in IMAX. So maybe it might be guardians. 
Guard- oh, man, I saw that too. Um, I don't know. People were like just all over the place. Like, oh my God, Guardians of that teaser is so awesome. And I was like, meh. I mean, I, I'm I'm super excited for the movie, but I just didn't think that teaser did anything that exciting no, it's, to me. It's, it's definitely a teaser. Yeah, it's pretty cookie cutter to me, but whatever. Um, All right, so let's go through let's go yeah. through our ratings. Uh, um, how many chainsaws for you? Well, for for one thing, for all you uh, new listeners out there, we have two different types of rating systems. Uh, one is uh, if you notice our logo, I'm carrying a chainsaw, and Vic is carrying a lightsaber. So we go based on a five star, five chainsaw, five large star rating. Um, and then the other rating is our diversity rating, which uh, is a plethora is if there's a lot of diversity, Jan Brady, if there's middle of the road, and then Casper means there's no diversity or very little. Um, as far as uh, chainsaws go, I'm going to give it a four, four chainsaws for me. Um, the only thing that could have elevated it for me was a little bit stronger bad guy because the ending was a little weird. And um, I'm still not sold on their justification for the ancient ones. So, and that's going to lower my diversity rating as well. But, um, four chainsaws for me. What about you? I'll go four lightsabers, even though I thought 90% was pretty high, mm-hmm. but, but when you're going, you know, when you're going out of five, it, it, it sits at four for me, four lightsabers for me. Um, my diversity, I'm going to have to say it's uh, it's Jan Brady. Um, yeah. even though the ancient one, um, really fucks with that rating. Um, but otherwise, it, it's it's there. There is some diversity in the cast, mm-hmm. um, a good amount actually. Um, but yeah, that ancient that ancient one casting really rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, me too. I, I'm gonna have to say a strong Jan Brady for me as well. Um, how do you say that guy's name? Uh, Jafor? Is it Juitel Jafor? As Mordo, I thought he was fantastic. Uh, Benedict Wong. Got some of the biggest laughs, and he's great um, in pretty much everything he does. Uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, of course, Mads and, and Benedict, you know, I don't know. They're still white guys, but they're, you know, different countries. Well, yeah, I, I don't I don't know how to say that guy's name. Um, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Uh, yeah. He's great in everything. He's he was so amazing in 12 Years a Slave. So, so good. good. I you, think he, oh. Was he also in Firefly or Serenity? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Was but he that bounty hunter in Serenity? He might have been. But here's something that just popped up in my head. I don't know why this just happened, but we were talking about strong presence, strong voice for uh, you know the upcoming uh, Lion King movie. I think he would be a good voice for either uh, Mufasa or Scar. I think he would be really good. Um, oh yeah, I didn't really think about that till just now. But yeah, no, he was strong. Yeah, he was in. Uh, he was in Serenity. Wow, what a pull. Shit. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie, but um, good pull. Um, and then the other thing about Jan Brady would be, you know, they did uh, make the Ancient One a woman, so I have to give them that. But I think uh, what would have made it a plethora for me is if they, if she was Asian. But that's neither here nor there. That's, that's I mean, it's, it's over with. It's all said and done. So... Um, yeah. What happened uh, after the end, they had two uh, after, well, one was a mid credit scene and one was the after the credits scene. 
And uh, yeah, Thor shows up for the mid credit. Yeah, we kind of went over this a little bit already. Yeah. Um, well, that kind of sets up Thor Ragnarok because they're looking for um, Odin. They can't find his dad because Loki was posing as his dad in the last movie, and he must have figured it out at some point. And so now they're looking for Odin. And Benedict says, uh, Doctor Strange says, uh, I can help with that. And then what about the second one? So the end and credit scene. Um, which usually for more. which usually for me, like every time they do an end end credit scene, they're not as good. They're just kind of like almost felt like a little throwaway thing. But I thought this one was was a little better than usual um, because it sets things up for, for the future. I think What's if you don't know if you don't know anything about Doctor Strange, um, mm-hmm. it, it it's good for you because now all of a sudden his his mentor ends up being his main bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. But if you knew anything about Doctor Strange, you knew that he was going to turn bad at some point in time. Right. That's just kind of the same thing when you're watching Green Lantern. You knew Sinestro was going to turn bad. Yes. You just didn't know it was going to be that shitty, that shitty of a reason why. <laughs> like he just likes, like for some reason, I almost think he put on the ring because he thought he liked the color. <laughs> <laughs> My suit looks great in yellow. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That was kind of bad, but yeah, that, but that, yeah, like I just, I just thought, like, yeah, if if you didn't know anything about Doctor Strange, then great, it was a great end end credit scene for you. But if you know Doctor Strange's or 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 are familiar with Doctor Strange's bad guys and his story, mm-hmm. it wasn't necessary. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess you kind of gone. I guess you could have gone both ways. It kind of would have been more shocking if you just saved it for the Doctor Strange sequel. Right. I, I, I do agree with you there. I think um, sometimes I think Marvel spoon feeds everything and, you know, the audience is a little smarter than that, but you know, whatever. Um, some people were like, Oh shit, he's going to be the bad guy. You know? And I was kind of sitting there going like, yeah, I, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. People, right. people ended up you know, cheering I more thought it was, I, for the Thor. Yeah. Then, then, cause like when we, people were just like gasping when they saw Thor there. Yeah. And then when the end end credit scene happened, everybody was like, "Okay." Yeah. Did you think like so they could have just switched that up? They could have put the other like switched it around because I think that the Thor yeah. one was strong. I think at the end that would have just people would have been cheering like crazy because uh, that's what happened. Yeah, I think that probably would have been better. Yeah. Well, I think they probably did it the other way because Ragnarok comes out first, and then the second Doctor Strange comes out later. So maybe they did it in the timeline type way, like in that sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That's very possible. But uh yeah, well that's Doctor Strange. Um I look that's our last Marvel review of the year. Yeah, absolutely. That's that is strange. <laughs> I didn't really think about that. But uh we have some more goodies coming up. I mean, we're not done yet with this year. There's some really f- fantastic movies coming out uh that we're going to review for you all and we're very excited about it. So this is I mean, week to week they just keep pumping them out. And we'll keep pumping out our podcasts and review some great movies for y'all. But, uh, yeah, that was Doctor Strange. Um, and that's uh, episode 52 of Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Beck. Until next time, folks, chew on that. Later. Later.